0: Monday, what in the world are you to expect? You've been coming to court for calendar calls for about uh, two, uh, three months. Sometimes you've been coming for calendar calls for eight or nine months, announcing ready. But Monday now is the time for you to go to trial. What in the world should you be expecting? Well, I'm going to give you a brief overview. Uh, very brief overview of what you should be expecting at trial. There are a million things that can happen at trial, and that's why we're just going to provide a brief overview of ultimately what may happen at trial. First things first, uh, if you're going to trial, you need to be going to trial with a criminal trial attorney. You don't need to be going to trial with the real estate attorney that you hired to get you out of jail. Uh, that, that lawyer may have been fined uh, when you gave him your $5,000 cash, uh, asking him to procure a bond, him getting you a bond and getting you out of jail, that's fine. Now, when it's time for trial, you need an experienced criminal defense attorney trying the case. Because when things come up in the the trial, you don't need your lawyer thinking, hmm, what do I do now? You need your lawyer lawyer knowing what to do next. The first thing that's going to happen uh, on the morning of trial, if it has, if it had not already happened, is you need to uh, join issue. What does that mean? That means that the person on trial, his his or her lawyer, and the prosecutor are all going to sign the indictment or accusation. You're going to plead not guilty. Everybody's going to sign off, and they call that joining issue. That. The jury is going to decide whether you're guilty or not guilty of the charges that are on the document that you signed. They're going to hand that to the judge. The judge is then going to have the bailiff uh, or whomever else is assigned in your particular jurisdiction to go down and get the 45 to 60 people uh, who are to be brought in who are going to make up your jury. Out of the 45 to 60 people that are brought in, the goal of the prosecutor and the defense attorney are to select 12 folk to make up your jury plus one alternate in the event that somebody on your jury is not able to serve. Sometimes a jury trial will last two days, sometimes it'll last two weeks, sometimes it'll last eight months, Uh, and if something comes up where somebody's not able to serve on the jury, you have that alternate as uh, as a backup person. Know that the prosecutor will be sitting closer to the jury box. The prosecutor will be sitting closer to the jury that is selected, the 12 plus one that are selected, because the prosecutor bears the burden of proving your guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Because they bear that burden, they have the right to sit closer to the jury than you do. Uh, sometimes a jury is questioned in blocks of 12 or 14 in the jury box. Sometimes they are questioned um, all at one time, uh, 45 to 60 at one time. Sometimes they are questioned in sets of uh, 15 Or 20 uh, at a time, so it might be 60 people might be brought in and sworn in at one time. But then, when you actually begin the questioning of the jurors, what may happen is they may uh, end up uh, asking um, the the second, second third, or third third of the three um, sets of uh, panels to uh, be excused until a later time. As we go through this podcast, I'm going to uh, explain jury selecting the jury from the point of view of trying a, a child molestation case and the point of view of chi- trying a shoplifting case, which in, in many ways is sort of diametrically opposing type of cases. You're looking for different types of jurors uh, and you're going to be doing different things during each of those uh, jury trials. Um, <clears throat> the jury sworn in and uh, typically by the judge, and after the jury is sworn in, the, uh, the judge is going to put some questions to the jury um, to make sure that uh, they can appreciate what is going on, that they don't know any of the parties, uh, and that they are fit to serve. Uh, when the, uh, when the what they call the general questions, after the after the judge swears the jury in and asks them some questions. There may be some general questions by the prosecutor, some general questions by the defense attorneys before you do what is called individual for idea. Well, when you get to um, the judge reading the charges to the jury, the judge swears in the jury, the judge asks them some questions, make sure they're qualified, they say I do, uh, they say, I will. The judge then reads the charges. Well, a shoplifting case, your attorney may not be looking at the jurors uh, in terms of their reactions. If you, uh, as the person accused of shoplifting, who's going to have a trial on shoplifting, if you look at a lot of jurors' faces, you'll see some the size of service. They don't know what type of case they're going to be on. They don't know if it's going to be a shoplifting, murder case, rape case. And so when they hear shoplifting, you'll hear some signs of relief and you'll see some, some size of relief. Shoplifting. Ooh, okay, nothing real serious. I can deal with that. Conversely, if you're being charged with a sex offense and, in fact, your lawyer uh, is looking at the paper, when the judge looking at his paper or writing something, when the judge is indicating what the charges uh, are, you uh, may be in for a long trial. Your lawyer needs to be looking at the jury if you're charged with any type of sex offense, especially child molestation. There will be people who will wince when they hear the charges. There will be some people who will have a visceral reaction and will begin crying when they hear the charges. There's some people that are going to start giving you dirty looks if you're the defendant. they are going to start giving your lawyer dirty looks and your lawyer needs to look out in the audience and see those people who are having a visceral reaction to the charges and are looking at you in a, in a very hostile way, irrespective of the facts of the case, because those jurors are generally hostile to uh, listening to evidence in the case. Red, the judge is going to introduce the parties. The judge will either introduce the prosecution team and the defense team, in addition to introducing the defendant or the prosecutor will turn it over. The, the judge will turn it over to the prosecutor and the prosecutor will introduce himself. Then the, then the defense attorney has a chance to stand up introduce himself and introduce his client, the defendant. Ultimately, when your lawyer stands up to introduce uh, himself and introduce you, your lawyer should try to cheat a little bit then. What do I mean by that? After your lawyer introduces himself, your lawyer should take that opportunity to start to introduce you to the jury. What I normally do is I will stand up, I will introduce myself and then I'll have my client stand up. I'll introduce my client. I'll give the jury my client's name and then I'll say something like, "Uh, jurors, I want you to look at my client. Um, My client has coached uh, uh, Little League Baseball for the last four years, so you may know him from from, uh, the the local park. No, uh, my client has also worked um, uh, at uh, Comcast and Starling Cable in this particular area you may know him from that. What am I doing? Well, the jurors probably don't know him, but what I'm letting the jury know is my client has children. My client cares about the community. My client is actually coaching little league. My client is is is, is working and, and has a, has held a job, and maybe even how long he's held the job. Um, now I'm doing it under the auspices of making sure that the jurors take a good look at my client and think about the different context in which they may have seen my client. But at the same time, I'm giving giving them a feel for my client even before uh, the actual the actual char- the actual jury trial begins Um, uh, after the initial introductions the prosecutor will start to ask what is what's called general questions Uh, and that's meant to basically do two things the prosecutor is trying to establish some rapport with the individual jurors and the prosecutor is trying to discern who might uh, vote guilty quickly give them more of an emotional uh, verdict than uh, necessarily reviewing the evidence what are the general uh, charges involved It differs from case to case, but generally the charges are going to, the general questions are going to involve things like, have you ever served on a jury before? Um, Do you have family who's in law enforcement? Have you had a positive, especially positive, especially negative experience with a police officer? Have you ever been the victim of a crime? Uh, things of those natures, to try to get a sense of uh, where everybody's head is. Are they hostile to police? Are they hostile to prosecutors? Are they, are they leaning more towards the defendant or the defense attorney's argument in the case? Those uh, are the job questions. My experience is in major urban areas like Philadelphia, New York, Miami, uh, Atlanta, the prosecutor is the visiting team. The defense attorney is the home team. As you start to move out of major metropolitan areas into the suburbs, suburbs of Philadelphia or Miami or or Atlanta, what you find is the defense attorney who was the home team in the major metropolitan area now becomes the visiting team and the prosecutor in the outlying suburbs becomes uh, becomes the home team. What do I mean by that? All that means is any close calls, uh, in evidence is going to be uh, decided in the favor of the prosecutor in the outline.